Well, it all started like I knew it would. Slipped out of the foil, wedged between finger and thumb, popped into the mouth, just like that. The gum next to me had warned me before she went. We've got plenty of time to chat in the packet. Some real shelf life. I knew it was coming. Then the molars start bashing down like big bony maracas. Imagine cracking my shell, melting my insides, stirring saliva into my deepest folds. My inner flavours are just gushing out of me. And I'll tell you something. The mouth I ended up in was not the sitting still kind. No chew me calmly at a desk after lunch. No, this gob was a gobby one. Gaping wide between the gnashes, screaming out words like action and truth and extinction and rebellion. And every time the mouth opens, I can see hundreds of people on the street, beyond the 32 teeth, all carrying signs and banners. The people, not the teeth. Well, I start to think I'm going down in history. And in a way, I did. See, the mouth takes a big breath, ready for something. I can hear someone outside, a bit muffled by the cheeks, shouting, what do we want? And as the mouth yells out, climate justice, I go flying right on the tits. I'm sailing out through the crowds. I bounce off the pavement and I roll and roll all the way to the stairs at a bank tube station. Would you believe it? Then I see tons more gum around me, flattened spots all over the pavement. And just then, I know exactly what's going to happen to me. That it's not long before the feet come. I do not need to tell you what that feels like. I always thought that when my time came, I'd be all wrapped up, shining in the foil I came from. But at least I wasn't dropped on purpose. Not like this lot. You've got to keep on looking up. And I refuse to feel downtrodden. Plenty going on here anyway. Five roads, fancy buildings. And all those people popping out of bank station like gum out of a package. I am at the centre of something. That's right. I'll be sticking around. Good luck scraping me off the streets now. It's my big day. Early morning. I can hear the tea maker yawning, clattering about. At last, he plucks me from the jar, drops me into the flask, into the searing water, and stirs me senseless. Then milk and sugar. Oh, heaven! I can feel all my flavour fizzing up inside me, rushing out. This is amazing! Now we're in the car, we're going places, and I am making a morning. Everything a tea bag could want. But then we slow down and we stop. And we don't move for bloody ages. I can hear the tea maker getting worked up, but it's all right. I'm here to calm him down. Oh, if only he would take a little sip to pass the time. And, um, yeah, speaking of time, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of finished now. The tea's getting too strong. I'm, I'm stewing. The, the flavour just comes out. Well, I can't help myself. Oh, oh, I really need to get out now. It's been minutes. God, what is the point if your life's work ends up like beef gravy? Suddenly, the tea maker sticks his finger into the tea. 
Yeah, it's cold enough now. And I'm thinking, finally, it's my time. Finally, I can retire in peace. He grabs me by the corner, plucks me out. But then he winds down the window and he flings me through it. I go sailing into the street over a big group of people just standing in the road. I see their banner, climate emergency. And 20 faces turning as I go by. He misses. I hit the bike lane outside Westminster, the cold, hard concrete. Well, this is really taking a biscuit. All I wanted was to do my job, brew up a storm, leave my legacy in a warm belly and then go out with dignity, into a little compost caddy or a kitchen bin. But now, I'm literally lying in the gutter waiting for a bike wheel to slice through me like a rubbery pizza cutter. Oh, hang on. I see the tea maker in his car. He's taking a sip of the tea. He wrinkles his face up. Like a used tea bag, like me. Well, of course it's horrible. Whose fault is that? And there he goes, chucking my life's hard work out the window. Over stewed tea running down the road. You know what? I have had it. I see a cyclist coming now, and I know that I'm ready to go. When that wheel comes, I'm gonna take the hit. I'm gonna go somewhere better. I'm gonna toss my tea leaves far and wide. Read this fortune. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna throw my cares to the wind. I'm ready. I'm. I thought. I thought she'd hold on. In all my being, I felt she couldn't leave me. Surely she wanted me to stay strong. Her super glue, her fix. There were so many other tubes, so many left sitting on the shelf, but she chose me. <laughs> I could feel how nervous she was, walking down towards the river to Canary Wharf. Inside her pocket, I grew warm against her body. For that moment, I knew she depended on me. Then, she was opening me, squeezing me so tight that I overflowed out of my metal cage into her world, pouring onto her skin. It was all so quick. Do you know what it's like when someone releases you? When they change your shape forever? The moment she touched me, she became part of me. Her slender trapped hairs, the glaze of her sweat, the print of her fingers. And then there we were together, lying flat to the floor in the revolving doors in the entrance of this place, Barclays with its blue glass. There were furious faces, security guards and employees staring, then press people, clamour and cameras. I could feel her panic, her raised heartbeat as the crowd grew and grew, although to me, to me it was only us who mattered. And pressed between her and that cool stone, I held her hand as tight as I could. I was made for this. But then the police came and they prized us apart with screens and solvents, with cold latex gloves on hands that scraped. I could feel how painful it was for her, how it tore her. But now, 
Now I know that's what she wanted. That I was just a tool, just a part of her plan. But I still hold the shape she left. The empty space. Like the others, she wore hourglasses on badges on her clothing. My time, my time never runs out. I live on under a door that spins circles. I endure the weight of a thousand footfalls every single day. And nobody can even see me. Here, I am a secret agent. The enduring infiltrator. <laughs> I am the last rebel. Got to tell you, I have landed the jackpot right on the Albert Embankment. Six lane road, bus station, train station, tube station, a lot of bodies striding about and a lot of lunch on the go. It was one of those protesters, the ones camping out just round the corner, you know, in the Vauxhall Pleasure Gardens. I knew him by the patches, the pointy hourglasses. So, our mate's rushing cramming in his lunch on the go, and he bashes his elbow off one of those dandy lampposts with the hanging baskets. Pot of yoghurt slips right out of his hand and hits the pavement. Splattered. Just in time for my hungry spores to land. I see it all as I come soaring in. See, I'm one of those stumpy mosses you can spot pretty much anywhere. If you bother to look, that is. Short, green, fuzzy. That's me. The furry friend you never notice. I've got boat holes all over town. You see, I'm so common that my spores are in the air everywhere in the world. You are literally breathing me in. <laughs> you and me, we're pretty close as it turns out. Anyway, I decide where I want to sprout. But yoghurt, oh, can't resist it. The creamy dream. Nothing makes me pop up faster. And this stuff was proper probiotic. You can't get this from a supermarket. The organic, unpasteurised stuff. Glass, jar and everything. Oh yes, I'm living the farm life. Right here in the big city. You might think I'm ugly. Something dirty to scrape off the streets. But we mosses store literal gigatons of your emissions. That's right. I'm a carbon kleptomaniac, ready to stash up some exhaust fumes. And honestly, this is a great spot, right across the road from the secret intelligence service. Not that there's much to see there, eh? But it's a pretty sexy building. And I'm slap bang in front of the chariot's health spa. Plenty of moisture for me when they open up the doors at the end of a long, steamy night. So. I'm getting bedded in. It's going to take a while, but this yoghurt is setting me up nicely. And once I get my roots down, I'm thinking years, maybe decades. I can chuck a few spores out wherever the wind goes from right here. Settling in and staying free. No need to choose. You can't see me yet. You probably never will. Even when I'm right under your feet. But I'm looking up and out. Us mosses, 
We've been here long before anything walked on two legs, and we'll be here long after. No offence. We're keeping it simple, staying mobile, ready for the future, whatever that looks like. of the action in a Trafalgar Square filled with tents. Named for a battle on water, this Trafalgar is now washed with rain. An autumn rebellion is a damp one. Here there is a railing that rings the four big bronze lions in. Inside it, protesters have made a children's space. The lions share an iron playpen with the children. Inside, the people built a wall of slate, a chalkboard, and I was a stick of chalk, destined to be dragged across that stone to turn again to dust. Tiny fingers clasped me and ground me against the wall. Fragments of my being translated into marks. We leave some of ourselves in every touch. The children grated me into new impossible shapes, as fantastic as the first drawings humans ever made, over the cave walls, in charcoal and chalk, Today I became soft clouds and angular lines, the matter of newly imagined worlds. Worlds that were designed to be rubbed away and scribbled over. Dreams destined to turn to pale tears in the coming rain. My body was the work of millions. Skeletons of tiny creatures collected on the seafloor. They compressed into a mass over thousands of years and became still as stone, as limestone. My body was quarried from those cliffs. Pastel pink pigment was blasted through me. Then I was pressed, crushed into a firm cylinder and ground into a smooth, sleek shape. So many transformations. Here, I was passed from hand to small hand, collecting the oil of skin. I was dropped and dented, then picked up again, mucky. I know how it feels to be held and changed. But then there was a slip and a step. Beneath a boot sole, I was brittle, as fragile as a truly skeletoned thing. Fractured on this wet ground, 
I am a dust of processed bones, as thin as ash. I am my own memorial, dissolving. Beneath the skies, there is no shelter. The wind lifts my grains, and new lines form where I follow, wet across the flagstones. I run in rivulets, sink into the drains, leaving traces so slight that I go unseen. On the backs of the bronze lions, a child is sitting. I see the bottom of his boots, with pale patches where I am ground up into his step. His chin is round, and so are his eyes, looking out over the crowds, the tents, the city. I see a trace of my body etched into his fingerprints. And now, absent-mindedly scuffed over his cheek, we both continue.